have our seats. God bless you. God bless you. Online too. The Lord himself will touch us today in Jesus' name. Happy Mother's Day to all our mothers. You will all experience the joy of motherhood in Jesus' name. Your joy will not be temporary. It will be permanent in Jesus' name. Um, today for a few minutes, because we have a lot of things prepared for our mothers, and I'm sure we are all very much aware. Uh, for a few minutes, we're going to continue on looking at Isaac as a case study in divine enlightenment. And last week, we started by saying Isaac was a child of promise. And we went further by looking at the uh, elements or characteristics or attributes of the promise of God. And I believe we highlighted about nine of them. It's a summary of a previous message we, we had in June uh, last year. So the second point we want to observe concerning Isaac as a case study on, on, on divine enlightenment is that Isaac was a protected child. Isaac was what? Somebody is not listening to me. Isaac was a protected child. Let's look at Genesis chapter 21. I will read two verses. Verses 9 and 10. Genesis 21 verses 9 and 10. Isaac was a protected child. We are looking at him as a case study in divine enlargement. And I pray for someone listening to me today. God will enlarge you in Jesus' name. God will enlarge your territory in Jesus' name. So Genesis 21 verses 9 and 10. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be here with my son, even with Isaac. Amen. You see, one thing about each and every one of us that we know, especially in this era of pandemic, is that God's protection is sure over us all. How many of us are sure of that? God's protection will be permanent upon your life in Jesus' name. In Psalm 91 verse 3, the Bible says, Surely, He will deliver the testimony surely. I think that is a word of assurance. He says, Surely, He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Now, who is the fowler? Or do I say, what is the fowler? The fowler doesn't catch their own birds by accident. The fowler, they will build their nest. They, I mean, uh, what do you call it? They, not nest. They are trapped. So they specially prepare their trap for the type of uh, meat they want to catch. For the type of fowls or birds they want to catch. So it will, it will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. And we know that of a truth there is a noisome pestilence going around now. It is not your portion in Jesus' name. It is not my portion in Jesus' name. The Bible says some trust in chariots in Psalm 20 verses 7 to 9. Some in horses. But we will do what? We will remember the name of the Lord our God. So long as you remember the name of the Lord your God, you are protected. And I want to tell somebody listening to me this afternoon or this morning, you are protected in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you are protected in Jesus' name. The Bible says they are brought down and falling, but we are risen and stand upright. Tell somebody, I am risen. And I stand upright. You will not fall in Jesus' name. You will not fail in Jesus' name. Very briefly, I want to look Last morning at what I call the mother as a protector. We said Isaac was a protected child. Who protected him? His mother protected him. Of course, we know there were other layers of protection. His father protected him. Uh, God protected him. But the mother had the responsibility to do what? To protect him. 
So we want to look at the mother as a protector. I want to just look at a few examples, and then we will pray, and we'll look, we'll go into uh, uh, the other things we have for today's service. The, so, from the passage we read, we saw Sarah as a protector. She protected Isaac by all means. You see, before uh, Ishmael was born, Sarah was a protector. But who was she protecting? Remember that Ishmael is the elder brother of Isaac. So before Ishmael was born, Sarah was a protector. Who was he protecting? No, he wasn't yet born. I said before Ishmael was born. I didn't say before Isaac was born. Before Ishmael was born, she was protecting Abraham. Amen? We are looking at the mother as a protector. Now, the birth of Isaac does not eliminate the place of Sarah as a protector of her husband. It only increases the responsibility of Sarah as what? As a protector. And let's take note of that. But today our case study is Isaac. And the passage we read makes, makes it very clear to us that Sarah protected Isaac. Hannah protected Samuel. She protected him until he was ready to go to Shiloh and commence his ministry. Though he was very young, he had the voice of God while he was ministering. I mean, while he was learning. When you go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 21 to 28, we're not going to read it. But 1 Samuel 1, 21 to 28 explains to us the place of Hannah as a protector. And because she did a very good job, we are still talking about Samuel today. If she had not done a good job, the story would have been different. Your work as a mother will not destroy the destiny of your child in Jesus' name. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a protector. She protected Jesus. She kept the revelation about Jesus to herself. And she was instrumental to launching him forth through his first miracle at, the, at, at Cana of Galilee. In Luke chapter 2 verse 19, the Bible says, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. If I say the mother is an incubator, we all know what I mean by that, right? But it's not just the baby that the mother incubates. The mother incubates the dreams of the child. So it's not, the mother as an incubator is not just, oh, this baby was in my womb for nine months, now the baby has been given back to. No. All the days of her life, she protects the dreams of the child. Brethren, the revelation that was given concerning Esau and Jacob, who received it? Who received that revelation? Was it Isaac? It was their mother. She received it. She I don't know if she told her husband or not. The Bible does not tell us. It's either she told the husband and the man did not believe it and was intent on imposing Esau upon Isaac, but repented at the end of his life, or she didn't tell him. And the man just went with his instincts. But when he finally gave the blessing to Jacob, he said, I have blessed him. And what? And he's blessed. But the mother knew before the children were even born. And she, she protected the vision, the dream. Unfortunately, she became very manipulative. And that's a warning to our mothers. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. You can't manipulate God. You can't manipulate things on behalf of your children. 
Let them be what God has created them to be. Be the protector of the dreams and visions of each of those children. Nurture them to growth. John chapter 2, verses 2 to 10, we know it very well. We're not going to read it. John 2, 2 to 10, the story of, of the wedding at Cana. They came to Mary. I mean, I don't know if they came to her. She knew that there was no wine. And she went and told uh, Jesus, there's no wine. The man said, when did I start making wine? What is my business with that? She stopped listening to his argument. She turned to the servant and said, whatever I said unto you, do what? Do it. In other words, if you don't believe in yourself, I do what? I believe in you. That's a mother. Tell somebody, that's a mother. If you don't believe in yourself, I believe in you. Your stories are not helping me. And she turned to the servant. It's between you and him. The only, there will only be a problem if you disobey him. But I'm telling you now, I know what I was told when this man was born. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And we know the result. The greatest wine ever created by mankind was the product of that encounter. Hagar protected Ishmael. And the Bible says she even got him a wife. When you look at Genesis chapter 21, from verse 15 to verse 21, Genesis 21, verse 15 to 21, you see the encounter between Hagar and the boy Ishmael. The boy took the, I mean, the, Hagar left Abraham with a cruise of water. The water finished. They were in the wilderness. No water anywhere. I said, oh, I don't want this boy to die. She cried. The boy too cried. And the Bible says, God heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of the Lord came unto Hagar and spoke unto her. I said, fear not, for God has heard his voice. Now look at verse 18. He said, arise, lift up the son, the boy, hold him in your hand, for I will make him a great nation. I want to tell someone who is listening to me today, God will make you a great nation. I want to tell a mother listening to me today that that your child, God will make him a great nation. That's your daughter. God will make her a great nation. Amen. But, I mean, Hagar nurtured Isaac. Hagar did not stop. The Bible says, which of the, uh, 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 let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay. In verse 21, in verse 21, of that same Genesis 21, that's Genesis 21, 21. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran. And what happened next? What happened next? His mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. She protected him. She brought him up. She took a wife for him. She settled him. She made sure his destiny was fulfilled. My challenge to our mothers today is, number one, protect that child. Tell any mother near you, say, protect that child. Don't be afraid. His pastor sending you. Those of us at home, tell your mother, where you are sitting now, point to your mother and say, mama, mother, protect that child. It's very important. That's my number one challenge to mothers today. Protect that child. God has given them to you to nurture, to bring forth, to ensure that their visions are fulfilled. And that's my second uh, challenge to mothers. Protect the vision of that child. It's not just physical protection. Protect the vision of that child. That's my second challenge. My challenge number three, build this child for the future. Do what? 
build that child for the future. That's your responsibility. That's your assignment. That's what God has called you to do. Build that child for the future. And my fourth challenge for the mother, which is the last one for now, is don't interfere with God's works and plans in his, in, in his or her life. Don't do what? Don't interfere with God's works and plans in his or her life. Rebecca, the mother of Esau and Jacob, interfered with God's plan for the, for the lives of, of her children. She created enemies of her children. The enmity, I mean, up to today, that's if the other side is still alive anywhere. Why was uh, Edom, the children of Israel, why were they destroyed? When you read the book of Habakkuk, the Bible says they were wiped out, they were destroyed. Why? Because when Jacob was going into captivity, the Bible says the children of Esau, they were clapping their hands. They were not fighting, no, but they were saying, good, deal with them. He stole our birthright. They stole our blessing. Wipe them out, useless people. And God said, hey, I'm coming back for you. When God came back, Esau was wiped out. The heritage of Abraham was reduced by a nation. Why? Because of a meddling mother. A mother that did not know her place in not interfering with God's plan in the lives of her children. Don't interfere with God's works and plans. Be an incubator. Be a visioner. Be a builder. Be a protector. Let there be a testimony of you when it is all said and done that God gave me an assignment. I did it to the best of my responsibility. And lo and behold, look at Samuel that God gave to me. Look at Isaac that God gave to me. That's what will make that son of yours, that daughter of yours, to nurture you, to cherish you right through to the end. Brethren, children make mistakes. Don't throw them away. Because your daughter is pregnant. You don't even know who she's pregnant for. It's not the end of life. Don't throw her away because of that. You can still build her up. That vision can still be realized if you nurture her. If you show her love. If you lift her up. You are not commending the error or her wayward ways. But you are making her to realize that in spite of your own errors, God still loves you. And brethren, God loves us all. We've all made mistakes. It doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change what God does to us. Build those children up and you have a testimony, not only here on earth, but in heaven. How wonderful is this for God to say, oh, you did a wonderful job concerning my son, concerning my daughter. Let's go down our heads. Let's go down our heads. You are the reason.